0: Welcome to Knowledge Post College, where we tell about life in and after college. Here, we're
1: constantly taking L's, whether that's literally or figuratively.
0: But on here, we try to break it down to three major L's, lifestyle, lows, and lessons we've been through or experienced.
1: For our fourth episode, we wanted to reflect on 2020 and ring in 2021
0: with New Year resolutions. Before we get started with the podcast, I think it's important for us to mention how many historical events we had to undergo in 2020, and even into the few days of 2021. As we are recording this podcast, there were white people, or rather terrorists, who invaded the U.S. Capitol, and there's no doubt that there would have been a different outcome had it been Black people.
1: In 2020, there was a lot of light that were shed through the killings of George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and we didn't want to skip over this historical event in our reflection and pretend that it didn't happen. Though in this podcast, we will be talking more about our personal lifestyle that we went through in 2020, we believed it was important to take note on this. Now let's get started with the lifestyle of 2020 and what we expect our lifestyle of 2021 to be like.
0: Yeah, let's talk about our lifestyle in 2020. Um, I guess I'll start. Yeah, like a brief overview of your 2020. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard to just like be concise with this, but I'll just kind of go through a list of things that were kind of significant throughout my 2020. And I think um, 2020 actually started off like as a high note. Um, I just arrived home from studying abroad in London, and that was so much fun and exciting. And I think coming back, I was just really, really excited to spend my last quarter in UCSB. And also, like, reunite with my friends back in SBE. And so I was really excited, honestly. But, you know, once I started school and it was, like, towards the end, um, corona hit. And I actually didn't even know my last day of school was my last day of school. Like, um, I think, like, I came back from a class and, like, another class got canceled. And then from then, they were, like, oh, no more classes for the future. And that was just the end. And I took, like, my online classes. Um, for the few days and then took finals online which was kind of like really weird but I think it really made me appreciate the classes I took um, at UCSB like in person because like you know sometimes you're just like really lazy to go especially that 8 a.m but like after just taking like online classes and seeing how many other students go through online classes this year it's like I really appreciate the learning lessons of like taking it in person and then afterwards I um, actually had a quarter of not being a student (laughs) spring quarter because I finished early and I was just searching for jobs in SB, but I was basically just like, you know, not really doing much, but like, that was like the best time because it was just so much fun, like being, you know, like catching up with Stephanie um, at our place and also like socially distancing, but like trying to hang out safely with the friends that stayed in SB so I think we tried to make the most of it it was definitely not the spring quarter I imagined it to be but it was still memorable looking back and Stephanie always talk about how like it was kind of a struggle going through coronavirus when it first hit but now looking back now at like 2021 the march through like June was really fun of co- like quarantining together but back then we didn't even think that was like fun because we were kind of just like looking at the past and like seeing like everyone go out and stuff and missing that that we didn't realize that quarantine together at our part one was actually really fun. Afterwards I went to Korea and um, I expected to just go there for like You know kind of escaping corona and like families or didn't really think about like getting an official job but that's what happened and that was really unexpected but like I felt very you know proud of myself for doing that and I'm actually back in America now I came back in December 31st or January 1st actually so it's literally the end of 2020 and starting 2021 fresh back in America and it's definitely different and corona is still like here and very prevalent And it's very important to still socially distance and wear masks. But I guess um, that's sort of how my 2020 went. Um, What about yours, Stephanie? I feel like ours would be like a little similar, but towards the end it'll be like quite different. So I want to know more about your lifestyle in 2020.
1: Yeah, I I could definitely relate as well as like differentiate. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But um, I think you said something about like how it was actually fun quarantining together. Yeah, I feel like you don't, really know how good you have things until it's gone or that you know know that things get stuck even more so appreciate what you have now that's yeah a, that's a not as positive way to think about it but um yeah appreciate what you have now because you don't know if you're gonna miss it um anyways my 2020 so I think around like January February um I came back home um, just like Jen and started off um, school again I was nervous to be honest about 2020 i wasn't like super excited to go into it because i knew that it was going to be my final year of school for a while and that i would probably have to you know go into adult world and find a full time so i was actually nervous but um despite being nervous like honestly the first two months were mostly good like i can't think of anything very significantly bad about that and life felt normal We were, you know, taking classes, um, we had our weekend trips, um, and it was nice just living together for the first, that was actually our first time living together out of our three years and a half of friendship. Like, we always slept over at each other's places, but never fully lived together. So that was interesting. And it was like a pretty seamless process, I think. I don't think it was like a harsh transition um, to live together. So that's good, because it could have been really bad and ruined our friendship. But um, I think, like, March to May was kind of, like, when um, a lot of quarantining and, like, COVID happened. And I don't think I necessarily, like, hated my everyday life. I was just really worried about the future, <laughs> to be honest. It was more about, like, um, just worrying about, you know, how the world's going to be. I also didn't expect COVID to drag out as long as it did. But now I, I like, am pretty expectant of how long it's going to drag out. But... um I took my last, I guess, official classes I took seriously in March. So, from March to May, I actually did take some classes just for fun of learning. Um, And it was fine. I mean, because I didn't really need it for a grade. I also didn't really give a shit. But at the same time, I also was able to just learn things that I didn't care about having a bad grade on, like data science. Um, So, I'm really glad I didn't have to take data science as like, a serious class because I would have done really bad. But I got an A. I think it's because the professor, you know, uh, with online learning that first quarter, I think everyone was more lenient on grading. Now, I would say, like, June to, like, September was rough. I think, one, it was, like, moving back. But also, that's when I took the job search really seriously. And, like, that's all I associated my life with, which is really sad because you should not associate your life in just one aspect. I learned you should never put your eggs or whatever people call it in one basket, like you shouldn't put all your effort into just one thing, because when it doesn't happen, you get very upset. And that was kind of me. Um, but I would say towards the later end of the year, like September and October, um, it was great. I was still at home, but I felt better about myself. I learned to differentiate, you know, who I am as a working person, versus who I am as just a person. And that's how I kind of landed my full time. And I think that it it happened in the right moment where when I was finally like more confident about myself and that it's okay to not reach um, my full time before um, without securing a job before graduating I was finally okay with that like it's okay that I'm behind on my own personal timeline things kind of just came um, at the right timing but Yeah, I guess I ended my year a little rough. Um, I'll go more into that later. But um, that's how I that's how my 2020 was. It was kind of like a roller coaster of like up and downs now that I did that overview, huh?
0: I know. I think it was up and down for a lot of people in 2020. But um, I think we're just all glad that we survived and made it. But it's also kind of funny that like, um, even though when we separated in June from SB, like our timeline is different yet similar like we somehow landed our jobs towards November and it's like really funny that happened but I guess it was just all like meant to be
1: <laughs> I didn't expect mine to be a full time either but um, it's an, it's another story to be told maybe later on or in another podcast yeah
0: anyways why don't you tell me some of the goals that you had for 2020 I know like a lot of them probably became like disrupted through Like COVID, but I still want to know like some goals that you potentially wrote before entering 2020 and what your hopes were. Yeah, to be honest,
1: um, I know people write smart goals, and I think it's good to write smart goals, but I personally don't really outline my goals that much unless someone tells me to at work or at school. Um, I don't know why I don't. I I think it's also because I'm afraid if it doesn't happen, um, I'm scared to remember all the specific things I listed that didn't happen. But with that being said, um, I always have goals in mind like even if I don't put it down I always kind of know what I look for next and a top goal for sure that I had for 2020 was to land a full-time job before I graduated which did not happen Um, and I was really sad to see but it it ended up happening um, eventually and even if it took longer than November I think at that point in life I was genuinely just okay with it so I think 2020 taught me that it's okay to not always Fit in the timeline that you expected, but just know that as long as you keep moving, you'll get there eventually. Um, Another goal I had was to finish school strong. I knew that it was going to be my last time ever being in like undergrad. And obviously, I wanted to graduate. I wanted to finish, you know, my majors and minor. um, And I wanted to make my parents proud. So um, those were my top two goals. Um, I guess that's how I usually have my goals. I would say professional, academically, and then personal. And my personal goal was to travel um, because I don't know when I think of ending school I think of summer and I really wanted to travel with friends or family or somewhere to celebrate the end of schooling and sadly that did not happen um, because of COVID I'm not really that sad about it anymore but that was a goal Um, and lastly, I think a lot of people are kind of unsure of what they want to do post grad. I was pretty sure of a couple career paths, to be honest, I wasn't really one of those people that didn't know a career profession that I wanted to get into. So my goal was actually to really start foreseeing a future for myself post grad, um, landing one of those designated career paths I planned out for myself and being very at ease, um, at the pace of things and really seeing where things will go next, now that I am in a career profession that I was pretty much um, looking into, I can confidently say that I am not at ease with myself or foreseeing the future for myself in this type of um, role. And I'm not sure if it's because of the team I'm in or if this role isn't for me or the career path. I'm not sure. It could be either of them. But I can confidently say I am not at ease at foreseeing the future. And I am going to have to be okay with that because nothing is always for certain. But those are my goals, um, personal, professional, and
0: academically.
1: What were your goals?
0: Yeah, so for me, I going into 2020. I don't usually do this, but um, because like 2020, I thought would be like a big chapter in my life. I did 20 goals by 2020. I'm also similar to you, where I don't really like resolutions because I don't want to look back and feel like really sad over not accomplishing something. But it's goals are things is something that I could work on like every single day. And so some. I can't, I don't want to talk about all 20. So I thought I would narrow it down to like five major ones. And I think the first one has to be like, be the best student, because I was taking my last classes as an undergrad student at UCSB. And I don't know how well I took that advice, because I definitely slacked off on my last quarter. But then again, it was like a lot of mixture of everything, and like the COVID happening, but I still like like you said, I got good grades, but I think it was also because the teachers were very lenient at that time. I'm sure they're not as lenient right now as I've heard from other students. So I feel really bad, but I'm super lucky about that. And then the second thing was being okay with my feelings. I had a lot of like mixed emotions going into 2020. Like, although I had a lot of joy, there was definitely a lot of anxiety coming with like what jobs I'm going to get and like how I see my career and future. And I, wrote that down so that allowed myself to be okay with feeling all that stuff and it's I don't always have to like put on a smile and like and then number three was be friends with people that reciprocate and be a better friend myself and I think um I mean I still kind of struggle with that because like Sometimes I'm not a good friend and I'm not very good at reaching out, but also sometimes I do totally see that like I'm always the one like putting in the effort and when you see someone else isn't, it's kind of hard to just like cut them off, especially if you really care for them. And I think it's something that I'm still going to work on um, even today and going into 2021, like trying to cut off people that don't reciprocate relationships and friendships back because I feel like it's very important that both people like put in the effort but also like if I'm gonna do that then I have to be a better friend myself and really like put myself into the things that I expect from other relationships and number four is be a better daughter and sister I think like although I don't think I'm a horrible person uh, or like a horrible daughter or sister but I think like I could definitely put in more effort I'm very independent so I feel like I sometimes forget to like check up on people including family so those are things that I need to work on still even until 2021 and then five thing I think is very important is being able to let go of your past mistakes sometimes I I don't know when I started doing this but I feel like sometimes I just like with random memories of like mistakes or like things I'm not very proud of like pops into my head and I'm sure some people relate to that and you know sometimes it's like it's okay that you made like a silly mistake then or like a cringy moment that pops into your head it's all things that helped you like become who you are today so like instead of like dwelling on that like recognize how you overcame that and became someone that you're proud of now so those are the five things that I had for 2020 yeah so now that we talked about that I kind of want to see like what do you expect your lifestyle to be in 2021? Because I'm sure it's going to be different from you, what you expected going into 2020.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that I'm not going to be a student in school anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe one day in the future, but definitely not 2021. I expect to be working from home at least for the next six months. That's for sure. Um, my company seems to have made it really clear that we're not going to return to the office anytime soon. Um I also expect a lot of, I guess, eight hours, maybe a little bit over every day of work. Um, I do hope to eventually make it very clear that's only eight hours. Um, But I do expect the first few months to still not really have that work-life balance um, just because I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Other than that, I I do expect a lot of 2021 to be really figuring out um, myself um, and where I stand in this world, if that makes any sense. Do you think once you land your first full-time you're going to kind of know where you stand in life but I, I personally don't and I actually landed in a field that I was pretty interested in too but I think when you finally get into the job um, I do see myself a lot do doing a lot of self-reflection and deciding um, for context, I am on a contract so I do know for sure in six months I'm gonna have to decide my next play wherever that is so I expect that just a lot of that's the work stuff but personally what I expect my lifestyle in 2021 to be like will be a lot of family moments um and maybe a couple moments with friends who are based in SF from high school I hope I do see Jen but who knows (laughs) I'm just being realistic there (laughs) um but that's that's how I see it for sure um a lot of family time that's something I definitely want to book into and as well Mm -hmm. as the people who live near me um and That's actually one of my goals I'll talk about later, about being more present um, in my personal life, not just at work. And I guess the last thing I see 2021 to be, honestly, I don't see it like a big black and white shift from 2020, I do see it to mimic 2020, but I see it as improving, even if it's the slightest bit of 2020, but I do see it very, very mimicking how life was in 2020. But that's how I see my life, how about you?
0: Yeah, so for me, it's also very similar. I see myself doing a lot of working, like you said, but also learning to find that work-life balance. Like you said, I think it's definitely hard, um, especially like after work, you feel like really tired and feel like not doing much. And I feel like that work just becomes life. And I think I want to find that right balance of work-life balance, and I also want to continue um, figuring out w- what I like to do in my free time. I think especially being, like, a student and, like, uh, having a full-time job, it was a lot harder to find out, like, my my interests and, like, my hobbies are. And I want to – I sort of started doing that, like, while we were quarantining, like, painting and, like, doing crafts. I learned that I really enjoyed that, which were things I enjoyed when I was a little kid. And I feel like I forgot a lot about that. So I want to make sure I have more time and I actually, like, block out time for me to do those things. Um, and then I want to continue working on myself like self-improvement and then I want to continue to learn I don't know really know like what kind of subjects but I told myself even after I graduate I would never stop learning so that's what I will continue to do and on top of that more adulting stuff and obviously more family time especially now that I'm back home and doing work from home it's going to be a lot of that but I think it's great because it wasn't it was hard to have those times, especially in college when we're always going back and forth from work, I mean, from school to home. So, yeah, definitely not what I thought 2021 would be like years from a, years ago. But, you know, I'm OK with how it's going to be like. I think one more thing to add that I didn't add is that um, maybe even
1: blocking off more time in 2021 to work on knowledge post-college. That's right. definitely Something I foresee too. I, I mean, I didn't see this coming into my life in 2020, but I do see it staying in my life. So that's definitely I expect to take on. Um, and I mean, it'd be great if it hits off, but if it doesn't, it's still, you know, the purpose is that for at least for me doing this is to self reflect and maybe, you know, share if anyone else who was going through what I was going through as an undergrad or you know new grad one day if they can learn from my self-reflection so it's like half half like half of it's for me to self-reflect the other half is to hope that someone else out there who is lost will stumble upon this page or podcast or youtube video and kind of learn something from it or not feel that alone in their journey but I do definitely see you know keeping this with me Mm -hmm. in 2021 and working
0: on Mm -hmm. it and I'm super excited that we did this um, because especially being like long distance and friendships it's hard to always keep up and although we're doing it for those two reasons, like you said, I think it also helps with our friendship and helps us keep in touch even when we're far apart. So I'm really appreciative of everything that it brought us from now, even though it hasn't been that long. But I think it's been very, like, very important to us for the last few months that we did this. And I'm very excited for the future of it. Yeah,
1: I think it keeps me grounded.
0: Um, It's I think it's actually all the
1: components is everything I think I needed in my life at that time. And now like the blog post helped me self reflect on the month. Um, In a way, it's kind of like, you know, putting things into perspective and seeing the good and bad that happened over the month. It's always it's it's hard to see the good sometimes. But when you do a whole journal reflection, I think it really helps me. It also helps you see what you accomplished over the month. So in a way, it's kind of like seeing if I met my goals without directly um, recording them. The video aspect—I don't edit videos that much anymore, to be honest—and it forces me to edit videos again, like revisit old hobbies. So I enjoy it, um, and I think it was exactly what I needed at that time in September slash August when things were kind of dull. I definitely I agree. All right, now that we've talked about lifestyle. Let's talk about the lows of 2020. So I kind of briefly mentioned it (laughs) earlier on in lifestyle, but I'll go a little more in depth. I think a couple of three things that really kept me um, in the lows was, I would say for sure, one, um, the full-time, not securing a full-time role post-grad. And I think because for me, it doesn't just symbolize um, me and my career. Um, for me, being one of, like a first gen student, not securing a full time role, I felt like I disappointed my family for the first time in my life for the longest time, um, because for context, I've landed some type of internship um, for the past six years. I've, I've been an intern like since I in 2014 in high school. So to not have something secured um, post grad, I really felt like a failure. So that was very, very low for me at the time. And I know it's not good to accredit your self-worth to something, but I'm just going to be honest that that was what I was going through. Um, Another low was school. So you, you would want your last four years in school to kind of end with a hurrah, and it kind of didn't. I mean, we made the best out of what we could in a situation, so I really don't think it's like out of our part i feel like we did the best we could with the resources we had which was like our apartment and um limited people (laughs) down um, and keeping things you know COVID friendly so yeah there's only so much we could do to have that last hurrah but um it was really it didn't feel like i had much closure because i didn't know my last day in school would be my last day didn't know a lot of last things would be my last time doing and we didn't really have that like ceremony And I think lastly, um, what kept me low was also like, I guess myself and like comparing myself with peers. Um, I try not to do it. Obviously, it's hard to not do it because you can't really control how you feel. But I saw myself doing it more than usual um, this time around. And it's not good. (laughs) And I didn't feel good because it wasn't just comparing myself. Um, It was also feeling slightly resentful or Bitter in a sense that, you know, I would compare people that I used to work with. um, We would have the same level of experience, or sometimes some people had less. And I would feel like upset how someone got something by chance and I didn't, even though we came from the same um, experience level. So that was not a good time for me because I think back if they were genuinely my friend, and they are um, to this day, we still keep in touch. You shouldn't really feel that way about your friend. And I hope that, you know, if one day I end up landing a role by chance, but also backed up with experience, I hope they feel happy for me too. So that was not a good time because I wasn't happy that I was comparing myself and I wasn't happy that I was feeling, I guess, upset about people that I actually care about. I also was kind of comparing myself with people I don't care about (laughs) either. So that made me feel, I mean, that still felt bad, but I felt less bad. But I think what really upset me was, feeling bad about people I actually care about and comparing myself with them. Uh, but anyways, that was, that was a long, that was a long thing, but those are my lows of 2020.
0: Wait, that's actually really crazy that you mentioned that because I feel like I went through very something similar, but before I get into my, I actually had a question. Um, like, do you think you ever compared yourself to someone who also didn't get a job and like made yourself feel better as well? Because you said you compared yourself and made yourself feel like bad but did you ever like compare yourself in order for yourself to feel better
1: yeah but I also I, I have first of all yeah but I feel also, like it's just I honest
0: think, you know like it's better to be honest because I feel like we've all done it
1: yeah but I also think it depends like where they're coming from so like I don't think it's fair to compare people who just have such a different background than you so like bio someone who's trying to get into like the med field versus me like I don't really compare myself with those people as much um
0: which is but, what's your um, major? Just just in case the people in the podcast don't you know, know, communication and sociology. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: yeah, I think um, I don't compare, like when someone in bio doesn't have a job, I don't really like, compare myself with them as much or feel good. This is just a different field. But um, when it comes to people in more similar aspects, whether that's like psychology, com, even econ, actually, just anything not in that field, I do compare myself um, with them. Again, if it's someone that, like, literally had zero experience, um, I I don't feel any better that they don't have a job. But if it's someone who had, like, pretty much a similar background than me and they don't have a job, I do feel slightly better because I feel like we're on the equal playing field. But it works vice versa, right? If someone had, like, the same years of experience than me and they
0: actually do have a role, I felt shitty. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it just depends on the playing field, I guess. Yeah, Um, I think it was just important to like show the differences like yeah you've done that to make yourself feel bad but like you got to be honest and say like yeah I've done it to other people will I compare it so that I could feel better because I've done that too
1: yeah and it doesn't feel good to like catch yourself comparing yourself no. I don't know I mean yeah it just doesn't it didn't make me feel like a good person mm-hmm.
0: I don't know but yeah, yeah that's that's no. mine I wanted to go into that as well. Because if you like look back at my blog posts, those are a lot of the lows that I talked about. And it was something I didn't really struggle with, I don't think like in the past, but like, especially reaching like graduation and post grad, I was filled with a lot of like, you know, uncertainty. And so like, I feel like subconsciously, I was always comparing myself to others when I knew like, everyone's just so different with their experiences and kind of like their backgrounds that there's no way that like you can compare like your experience with another person but it was just like I just couldn't help myself and I think like it definitely made me feel bad when I saw other people like accomplishing something that I was interested in or like just seeing them do so well what while I was like still searching for something or like still unsure about like my career and like what where I'm going to end up. And, like you said, it just, like, made myself feel bad. And, like, also, like, there's just no, like, there's no point in, like, comparing yourself, though. But, like, you just can't help it. And I think um, that was a lot of my lows in 2020 as well. And I think that also ended up with, like, a lot of internal doubts about my career personally. And I think, like, I definitely had some sort of mid-life crisis at the age of 22, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, like. When I say that I'm over it now, I think I'm a lot better than before. And I I actually don't think I um, – I definitely think I kind of stopped comparing myself because I know that it's bad. And it wasn't like I was consciously doing it. It was definitely subconsciously. But now that, like, I recognize it, I tried my, I tried to, like, stop myself from doing that and, like, having those thoughts. But other than that, like, I kind of – I guess, this like, on a lighter note, the lows would be, like, what you say kind of, like, losing my last quarter at UCSB which wasn't like planned and not really getting that graduation and getting to like travel with friends although I was lucky enough to like go to Korea and kind of escape like it wasn't the travel that I was looking forward to like um post-grad but yeah that was the highlight I guess of our lows in 2020 but what do you think um you anticipate your lows to be in 2021 I know that's kind of hard to like anticipate but what do you think would be some?
1: Yeah, I guess after like a first week of 2021, first week trial, I forecast. First week trial, I love that. First week trial, I forecast that um, it's not going to magically get better. Honestly, this first week was pretty tough for me,
0: to be honest.
1: Not like the toughest week of my life, but it definitely wasn't like amazing.
0: Um, Like not, not the usual like first week that we have like in a new year, because I feel like we're a lot more excited and like hopeful and joyful in the new year yeah
1: and i think it's half half like half with all the things that's going on with the world that suck and then half of also you know what i was going through again in an everyday basis this week wasn't the best either it wasn't the worst but it wasn't it could have been better i would say in both ends with the world and with my everyday life anticipate honestly a lot of flows with them um you know just with a better informed mindset and experience though so that's the only difference i do see it like lows are gonna continue happening and they might even look similar to the lows in twenty twenty, but just in a different form. But even so, at least I feel like now I'm more ready and prepared and now I'm even forecasting it. So I think that just (laughs) improvements. Yeah, that just to catch it, you know, like at Mm -hmm. least now I know it's gonna come and um, now I have that experience and mindset to move forward in a more composed structure. But yeah, I don't think the world's going to look pretty. Bad people will still exist. who will still upset me. <laughs> I will still have fluctuating moods on a regular because, um you know, I-, I didn't talk too much in depth on it, but it's been quite a transition in- into my current position. But with that being said, I think because I'm acknowledging these things, I'm going to be ready for it. And maybe I can react better to them than I did in 2020. And I think that will make the slightest difference if not more
0: yeah so like what you said I think I also saw a lot of lows in 2021 already even though it's just been one week so I definitely anticipate that there will be a lot more lows in 2021 but I think like that's like why I said like 2021 was a lot different going into the new year than like previous years where you'd be more like excited for it but I guess it's also like you said kind of puts you more prepared for all the lows to come And in that way, you're not as affected by the lows than other years, maybe. And I actually heard someone say that 2020 was actually, um, it's just a trailer for 2021 and that like the movie 2012 or like when, you remember when people used to be like 2012 will be the end of the year or like end of the world that like they actually, yeah, they actually meant 2021. So let's just hope that that's not what's going to happen because I feel like I'm um, even like now, I'm still hopeful for like a lot of things. And, you know, I guess that's all you can do <laughs> right now. But I think like with Corona, there is a vaccine. So I'm hopeful that like the cases will die down and then hopefully slowly but surely like we'll be able to meet our friends again and stuff. So I'm just hopeful in what's to come because you don't know what's going to come. So might as well be hopeful. I also don't think, like, my, my personal problems will go again, go away. But I think, like, I'll just kind of have to take what I learned from 2020. And
1: what you said, I think when things are just not the brightest, the best we can do is have hope. Um, it doesn't hurt to have hope. Right. I think it helps. It helps moving forward. Um, and there's that's the best I think I can do. And I think it makes a difference to have hope versus seeing things as never, ever going to change. Um, but, yeah, I think at least now... I do have a little hope mm-hmm. and I'm a little more prepared so I mm-hmm. hope these two things will really help out in 2021 that is not going to magically change yeah. things
0: right away yeah and one thing another thing I learned in 2020 was like kind of figuring out all my emotions and letting myself feel that like I said before and I think like in 2021 I'll be a lot more aware of my feelings even through the lows I'll like be able to push myself through it and real recognize that it's okay and, like, I'll be able to go through it like I did in 2020. So I think that's also important. Let's get into the lessons
1: 2020 taught us, whether that's externally with people and the world or internally on self reflection and areas of improvement.
0: Can you take a start, Jen? Mm-hmm. So some lessons, I think we kind of talked about it in our lows. But it just kind of taught me that I had to go with the flow because life is just super unexpected. I think going through college for three and a half years, we never imagined that our last fourth year would be how it ended. But that is how it ended. And we made the most out of it. And looking back, like back then, I was like a little upset and bitter. But now looking back, in 2021, I'm very thankful for even the memories that I was able to make in June. And so, you know, like, although things don't go your way, you kind of just kind of have to go with the fly and make the most out of it. It kind of reminds me of that quote I mentioned in my blog one time where I said, like, if you can't escape it, you might as well enjoy it. And I think that was my biggest lesson in 2020 and what I'll have to take into 2021. And also, like, just recognizing all the small things that I have in life and I should be grateful for even things like health we literally don't notice how important they are until like something happens around us or like to us personally and so I think um things like health I recognize was very important and I'm very grateful for those things so what about you what are some lessons that you learned in 2020
1: yeah I think my biggest lesson is pretty much a general life lesson that I think good health is really everything. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other problems in life, but if you don't have good health, like, you know, caught COVID and died, you really can't make changes in life. So um, I'm really thankful to have had good health over 2020 and how we sometimes take it for granted. We often don't really get annoyed or concerned about our health until something is not working with us like for example this week I felt nauseous and I couldn't make my favorite cup of coffee every morning or else I would feel even more nauseous so I had to take a part of something that pretty much brightens up my morning um but yeah I realized that good health is really everything because without it you can't do other things and that goes to say you know with good health with the people I care about too um that matters a lot to me as well I think another lesson I learned is that things really don't go as planned. I mean, sometimes they do, which is amazing. Sometimes they go worse than expected, which is terrible. And sometimes they go better than expected, which is amazing. But you really can't guarantee something is going to happen for sure. And I feel like I'm the type of person that is an extra planner in a lot of things, especially life moments. And it sucks when you're that type of person who plans so much and then things don't work out. I think for the most part, I have a good control, a good locus control of my life until 2020. So things didn't always go as planned for me, but they would always kind of hit some type of mark at least. Like, I don't know, like there's a quote, like aim for the moon or whatever. (laughs) And if you miss, at least you'll land amongst the stars. So that was kind of my life growing up. Like I was always planning, precautious, and I usually don't always land for the moon, but it's fine because I I always landed amongst the stars. Like, I'm going to be honest, UCSB was not my first choice school, but it's a great school still, Mm -hmm. and it landed amongst my criteria. Oftentimes, um, the role I ended up in wasn't necessarily my dream company, but it was a pretty good role in a company that achieved my goals. But um, I think I also learned that, yeah, things never go as planned, even all those good things that happened in my life. They weren't what I planned and they weren't my moon, but they ended up great. But also things could go really bad too in terms of things not going as planned. And I think that this year really taught me that sometimes I could be the most precautious person and things can not land in the stars. They could land on the floor (laughs) and not that it's amazingly okay, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) not that it's amazingly okay, but we really can't guarantee anything, even tomorrow, so I just had to accept that. And that is a hard pill to swallow
0: for someone who's an over planner. Um, Mm -hmm. With that being said. I think it's funny how you're like an over planner for like long-term goals, but I'm like an over planner for like a day-to-day or a weekly basis. So we're like similar in the planning aspect, but very different in how we do it.
1: Yeah. I think some aspects of life I don't plan at all, like friendships, which is bad. Um, It just kind of happens in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I know some people, like, plan to, like, go on Bumble a couple days a week or something and, like, make an effort to make new friends, um, mm-hmm. which maybe I should after COVID because I don't really know what's it like to make adult friends outside That's of That's what but... I was going
0: to say. I was like, how do we make friends, like, after graduating college? I don't know. Wouldn't know. We're yeah. work from home, like, right now, so. Yeah, I feel like I've always been more of, like, a life planner
1: in terms of, like, academic career to be finances type of stuff but Mm -hmm. not necessarily the personal stuff Um, which will go into my improvements um, actually that I see that I need to make from Mm -hmm. 2020 is that you know I'm pretty present when it comes to planning out those things like shelter, (laughs) career, money and stuff but I don't really plan out or I take it back like I'm not as present outside of that stuff and that's actually something I want to improve on to be present in I guess everyday personal life things too um, I think that's really important not that it's something I should work on 100% in my day because I still have to work and you know make money and stuff but I think it's really important to kind of be present outside of work I, money and career because at the end of the day you don't want that to be your whole life I don't think my role defines me and I don't think it's even if I become like president one day of something like of a of a team I don't want that to be my whole life because again like when that isn't part of you anymore you start to feel empty so it's always good I to agree. have mm-hmm. um some some type of other you if that even makes any sense at all um another thing i, I want to improve on is comparing myself less um whether that's to my peers or my team members or even to myself sometimes i see myself comparing myself to my past self and kind of missing how i was <laughs> but, <laughs> honestly yeah or i compare myself to who i thought i would be but and it didn't happen hey, yeah so, yeah that you. So just, just comparing less and, you know, you subconsciously do it. It's not something you can actually like pause, but I think it is a choice to kind of dwell on it or how you see things. Like if I'm not where I want to be, it's one thing to be really upset about it. And it's like another thing to kind of think of actionable steps to take to get there. So I guess comparing negatively less is a better way to word it. It is my improvement. And the third thing is um, really practicing what I preach to others. So like a lot of people, not a lot of people, probably less than 10 people, but over five people I've been catching up with um, during quarantine, um, you know, a lot of people are not feeling happy and they kind of tell me their problems. And, uh, you know, I obviously encourage them and that things are okay, and that things you don't always have to be 100 percent sure. You don't always have to you know land something right away and rejections are okay and I'm giving this advice to people and I feel like I should take it myself but it's obviously harder um, to take your own advice than what you give Mm -hmm. interestingly but yeah
0: that's my you really gotta give yourself advice and that's really hard but you gotta yeah yeah it's like if you want people to take your advice you
1: have to take your advice too Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I agree I guess for me, some of my goals um, is first, like being proactive about your mental health. I feel like similar to you, I like always preach about how it's very important to take care of your mental health. And it's almost like you have to take care of it as if you're taking care of your physical health. And so even if it might not hurt versus like a physical health, like if you bump your head onto the ground it's gonna hurt and like you could physically feel it and like versus mental health like maybe you can't like physically feel that you're in need of a help but it's equally important and I feel like I preach that but do I practice what I preach I'm not so sure so I think like being going into 2021 being more mindful of what I preach and also practicing those actions as well and then number two um, not letting myself get too comfortable around my surroundings like, especially after you get a full-time offer it's very easy to just let yourself kind of go and like be all into that one job and not really like doing any other things that you enjoy or like you want to learn more about and I definitely want to not do that so that's my goal for 2021 and setting aside time for things that i enjoy creatively creatively yeah like this week i've been after work and before i sleep i've been doing one thing that is creative and things i enjoy which is kind of like whether that's painting or like i've been making bead rings which is kind of fun and just like also like going on my ipad on procreate and like drawing and sometimes i feel like i can like a chore because like I'm literally blocking off time so that I do it and it's like oh do I have to really do this but once you start doing it and like you end up finishing whatever you're working on it feels really nice and I think like I want to keep pushing myself to do that because I know it'll make me happy in the end and then um reaching out to friends more um being stuck in quarantine and now like working from home I feel like sometimes I just get tired and I'm too lazy to like catch up with friends. And I think that's really important to keep the relationship because I talk about how like friendship is a two way street. So like we both have to work on the relationship. And so if I am preaching that, then I feel like I should also be putting my effort into the friendship as well. So we'll be continue doing that. And then lastly, um, spending more time, with my family which I'm already doing a lot of and I'm very happy about that and we will continue to be doing that but I guess one extra goal is continuing with whatever we're doing right now which is our knowledge post college and it's like our side project that we started in 2020 without really thinking of anything it was just like an idea that Stephanie had and then we all just like put it together and it was kind of crazy seeing how it like all turned out to be because now I feel like we have a solid system that we go through um, even though it's been a couple months but I think like it's been very very fun and I definitely see myself doing it on 2021 and who knows for how long but I enjoy doing it and I want to continue putting some good content for people to listen to or look at and
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with all of that. And my resolution is definitely to work on knowledge post-college too for 2021. I already talked about it earlier in this podcast, but I think it ended up in my life, the time I needed it and I still need it in my life. And and I hope other people enjoy the journey we're going here too. Mm -hmm. Um, For context, I actually saw like other people doing this stuff first. So like one person like um, from our school did like a blog and a couple girls that I knew of were doing podcasts, so it was just kind of like different ideas that people were starting, and then we, I guess we just kind of added it all together to what we have now. But um, I, I like each aspect of it. I think my resolutions for twenty twenty one, they're not as specific because, like I said, I really got to work on writing down goals that are non, you know, assignment or work related, but. One is definitely to continue being understanding. I feel like I'm definitely, um, depending on who it is, I mean, with close friends, I do talk a lot, but I think for general people that I'm not as close to or like work or school wise, I'm more of like the listener slash understanding person. And then um, I speak and I want to continue doing that, like, you know, seek to understand first, But also, I need to seek to be understood. I need to keep myself grounded when someone or something puts me down. I think I was taught and grew up as a people pleaser. And that's not easy because you can't please everyone. And I think that's what was making me really upset towards um, the later half in the year was that I just couldn't make everyone happy. And if I think about it, was I even happy myself? Um, That's something I want to work on, right? Like, still seek to understand people, but then add the extra step of then mm-hmm. seeking to be understood i feel like i always just go with the understand people and then i say okay um and if it's okay that's fine but if it's not okay i want to you know work on being able to say no or voicing right. out um my concerns to people which is not something i'm good at and i don't know if it's because of the way i was raised the second thing i really want to work on also is mental health um and i think because it's something that everyone um it's important and it's often overlooked. I definitely have never like went to seek a professional about it and I'll be completely honest um and i think i'm at that point in life where i think it's time to kind of give it a try at least maybe it's not something i'll enjoy but it's time to kind of give it a try um and i hope to i don't know whether it's finding someone in person or using something like better help or liar help i hope by the end of year that I end up trying something, at least, even if it's just like a free 30-minute call. Um, because I feel like as you get older, you just worry about a ton of things. And um, sometimes it's, it's good to kind of just seek an unbiased person's opinion on that. Um, and I've definitely had so many fluctuating moods this year. So I think that was like my call to action, that it's time to look into this aspect. And that's my resolutions. So Knowledge Post College seek to be understood and
0: work on my mental health. Yeah, I definitely agree. Good I think I'll also be taking that into 2021 because I think it's important and it's like things you kind of just forget about. So that's the end of our fourth episode. Thanks for tuning in to our Knowledge Post College podcast. If you
1: liked what you heard and you want to learn more about us, we have new content every Thursday. So be sure to check out our Instagram, YouTube, and blog, which is also at Knowledge Post College.
0: Chat soon next Thursday.